What's up, guys and girls? It's Bobby from Cronus. Uh, coming to you live from Lakewood in Washington State. This episode, I sat down with Marcus Domingue. He is the head coach and owner of Anivium Athletics here in Lakewood. Uh, he's a great dude. Was a Marine and then became an Army Green Beret, uh, serving here at First Group at Fort Lewis. Um, we sat down and talked a little bit about um, his career, uh, how he got started in Special Forces, and then um, transitioning from the military and opening up his own CrossFit uh, gym, and kind of the challenges that he faced transitioning out and uh, starting the gym. We also kind of talked about a lot of lessons that he learned while he was in the military and starting the gym, and some uh, give some piece of advice that he wanted to pass along. Uh, this is a great podcast. I'm super excited to share with you guys. Uh, he's an awesome dude and someone that um, we at Cronus really stand behind and want to help out. Uh, his gym in Lakewood is awesome. It's got, you know, all the accoutrement of CrossFit that you need. you got assault bikes, you've got bike, uh, ski ergs, you've got uh, rowers, all the barbells, all the weights that you need. Um, but most importantly of all, you have Marcus. Um, he's had a long history of CrossFit, starting back from 2009. Uh, he's coached uh, multiple athletes and helped guys, personal coaching, uh, get selected for BUDS, uh, SF selection, Ranger Regiment, Ranger School. Um, he has a wealth of knowledge and someone that uh, I think is a great, great resource to have in your corner if you're trying to get to the next level in your fitness and your life. Uh, something that we wish that we could do, but with Sean and I on our kind of busy schedules, we really don't have the time uh, to really put aside and give you guys the personal training and coaching that we would like to give you. So um, if you're looking for something extra, uh, hit up Marcus at Anivium Athletics uh, for some more information. Uh, without further ado, just a sh quick shout out to Paragon Recovery. Uh, as you guys know, we have a coupon code with them, Cronus15 for 50% off. And then if you're military or first responder, contact them directly for an even uh, greater discount. Um, I've been using their supplements for a while now, and their supplements are great. I sleep better on their sleep supplement, and I feel better when I use their um, anti-inflammatory supplement. So highly recommended for you guys to check them out. Um, they're good, another great company that we stand behind. Uh, who does allow the veteran and first responder community and someone that, and a company that we really want to help along the way as well. So without further ado, let's get this podcast going. All right, what up guys? It's Bobby from Cronus. I'm sitting down with Marcus from Anivium Athletics sitting here uh, in Lakewood, uh, Washington State. Marcus, want to just introduce yourself really fast? What's up, guys? My name's Marcus Doming, and I am the owner of Invenium Athletics. So, Marcus, uh, just a little background. Um, so, I'm up here in Madigan, uh, rotating through the hospital, and uh, was lucky enough to reach out to Marcus and kind of find him on social media. Checked out the gym. I mentioned a little bit earlier in our podcast about how um, this is a great gym. Marcus is a great dude that definitely knows what he's talking about. Someone that from Cronus, we really uh, want to help support. And really highlight what he's doing out here for um, fitness and military and just uh, veterans in general. So, Marcus, if you want to like talk a little bit about kind of your history with military history, you know where it came from, what kind of led you into service, and then kind of what your service entailed. Uh, yeah. So, originally, I grew up in uh, Alabama. I uh, played a lot of sports growing up. Played baseball, soccer, cross country, track, all that stuff. I was very active. Um, I joined the Marine Corps when I was 18, 
mainly did it because I was getting in a bit of trouble whenever yeah. uh, I was younger. And I uh, figured it'd be just something to kind of get me away from everything and uh, basically kind of start over. Okay. Um, so like I said, I joined the Marine Corps when I was 18. Uh, I was a logistics guy. I did two deployments to Iraq. Um, thankfully, the Marine Corps, every Marine's a rifleman, so I got to deploy uh, in a security company. We did convoys, route reconnaissance, QRF, all that stuff. Uh, got out of the Marine Corps after four years. Uh, owned a motorcycle shop down in San Diego for a few years. Just spent a lot of time at the racetrack, racing almost every other weekend, doing track days, that type of stuff. But I still had that kind of call to service. Mm-hmm. So I started looking into the Army. I heard about this Special Forces thing. Heard it was pretty tough, so I wanted to try it out. And that's what led me to CrossFit. Okay. So I was looking for something that would get me in shape, and it wasn't boring, like backs and buys, chest and tries, that type of thing. Yeah, typical bodybuilding. Yeah. Yeah, it, that drove me crazy. So uh, started looking around on the Internet, and that's whenever – I found CrossFit. This was back in 2009. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing CrossFit for 10 years now. Yep. Um, initially, there wasn't really any gyms or anything like that. So I was just doing this out of my garage, uh, literally using cinder blocks to do thrusters. Nice. Doing box jumps onto uh, our washer and dryer mm-hmm. and using the rafters in the garage to do pull-ups and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's whenever I got into uh, – more of the pose barefoot method of running mm-hmm. as well. And uh, didn't have very much money back then, so my first pair of uh, barefoot shoes, if you will, mm-hmm. was a pair of uh, $8 swimming shoes I got down Hell the yeah. road. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so I joined the Army 2010 uh, in February. Uh, came in as a 11 x-ray, went through infantry school, went to airborne school, and went to Bragg, and then went back to Iraq. Okay. Um, after our trip, uh, I went to the ASVAB improvement course that they had because, uh, you know, wasn't a very smart Marine at first Mm -hmm. and, uh, did that, went to selection, got selected, spent about 11 months in 82nd and then started the the Q course. Awesome. Um, during that entire time, obviously I was doing CrossFit and that's whenever I really started diving into, you know methodology for programming and stuff like that and i looked at everything i could find Mm -hmm. so if i wasn't in class or wasn't in the field i was reading stuff about programming Uh, so that started in like i said 2011 2010 time frame Mm -hmm. whenever i really started digging deep into it i stayed obviously kept doing crossfit that entire time did a few competitions while i was in um did another iraq trip a philippines trip and a vietnamese trip or Vietnam trip, I should say. Um, fortunate enough, when we were over there, I was in charge of all the PT for all of our counterparts. So mm-hmm. got to practice my programming, see what worked, see what didn't work. Um, got to practice with our guys on the team as well. Um, and this is when you were an SF dude. Yeah, this is when I was an SF dude. I was a, an 18 Echo in a first group. Um, so... Fast forward to 2015, and that's when I got out. Uh, I got out in October 2015, and in November 2015, our gym opened. Okay. So 
How is that kind of that transition process? Because a lot of guys, when they come out, they don't really have a plan. Did you plan on doing this gym before you even got out? And how far ahead were you planning on doing this gym? Uh, so that had always kind of been in my mind. Uh, I wanted to coach. There was a gym that I was going to. I had already gotten a few different certifications, uh, went through a programming course through OPEX. Back then it was OPT. And uh, kept telling them I wanted to coach, want to coach, want to coach. And they never uh, picked me up as a coach. So I just, <laughs> I just decided, I was like, I'll just do it myself then. Okay. And I'll just ha- I'll run the gym the way I want it to be ran. Yeah. And uh, so for about the last four or five months that I was in, I was planning everything. And that's whenever I started to see that like, oh, it's more about the business stuff that I had nothing, no clue mm-hmm. about at that time than uh, the coaching part of it. Right. I feel like uh, a lot of us, we like know how to work out and how to train, but we don't necessarily know about the business side. And then come from Cronus, it's been like a learning process this entire time. Last couple of years, just straight learning how to like do things. Oh yeah, for sure. Did you find any any hardships or what was the hardest part, I guess, about the business aspect of it that you kind of struggled with or took you a little bit longer to figure out? Luckily, the course that I went through with OPT, their last section was uh, a business system section. And I worked with a company that kind of helped me put together, you know, what pricing should look like, how to organize all that, um, a little bit of stuff on marketing and social media. That was another learning curve that I had to tackle because I had no social media at all mm-hmm. whenever I was in the military. So I got an Instagram account, got a Facebook account and had to learn how to, to use it. it. Yeah. After I got out, I had no clue how to do any of that stuff. Um, that was probably the biggest part was just figuring out all those systems I need to put in place to make sure that things are going to work. Like mm-hmm. whenever someone walks through the door, what happens? Oh, they ask these questions. What's the next step? They sign up. What's the next step? Have they done CrossFit? What's the next step? Mm-hmm. So just really mapping out all those different, um, uh, courses of action yeah, type thing. Yeah. Type of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, when you were in uh, the service, do you think that being a Green Beret that gave you a lot of experiences or any um, insight into how to run a gym or any like life lessons, you think? I think the biggest thing that I learned being a Green Beret is just being able to adapt whatever environment you're in. So, you know, being a business owner, you're dealing with all different walks of life, uh, we have a lot of military service member here, but we also have uh, just regular everyday civilians that have never done anything with the military. Mm-hmm. So being able to converse with every different walk of life, um, that's something that I learned being a Green Beret, right? Mm-hmm. Going people through, skills. Yeah, going, going to Iraq and dealing with the, the people there, going to the Philippines, dealing with different three-letter agencies and military groups there. And then going to Vietnam and uh, working with those guys as well. It's all different groups of people, mm-hmm. and you have to figure out, you know, how to talk with them to reach your end goal, right? Right, right, right. As far as uh, when you were in, do you think that uh, you had like a best kind of saying or something that you really took to to heart and kind of made who you were, like a mantra person? I think one of the biggest things that I learned. Uh, from one of my team sergeants, one of the things he said to me was that, you know, no one cares about your career as much as you do. Mm -hmm. 
So I kind of took that to heart, especially when it came to opening up the gym, right? I tried it at this other place I was going to for months to try to get a job. Obviously, they, you know, they don't really care. So take that in my own hands and start my own business. Okay. So not so much like relying on uh, like your reputation, but kind of making your own reputation. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, because I mean, whenever I opened the doors on day one, when I opened the doors, I had zero members. Mm-hmm. When I closed the doors, I had three. Right. And this was the company that uh, owned the property. You know, they weren't. Um, how do you say it? They they didn't believe in me very much. Mm-hmm. So I had to pay six months of rent ahead of time before I even could Got open the, the doors. Right. So here's all the money that I'd saved up, purchased all the equipment, got the gym set up, everything, paid six months to rent ahead of time, opened the doors with no members. Mm-hmm. And that same day, like I said, it closed with three. And it's just been growing ever since then. Was that a scary feeling doing that? Uh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it's like jumping off a cliff with like <laughs> no yeah. backup plan. Or yeah. Like... like I literally have no clue how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. Do you have a backup plan? No. Okay. I don't, I'm, I'm not one to usually have too many uh, escape routes. I'm just going to give it full send and yeah. see what happens. See what happens. Okay. I'll buy that. Yeah, definitely. Like, I uh, appreciate that thought. Like, you can't, you, if you give yourself an out, you're going to take the out. Yeah. At some points, you got to just put your head down and work, right? Yeah. Just personally speaking, uh, separating from the military yourself without, um, not the business side, but just like a personal standpoint, was it a hard process for you to get out of the military? Uh, the hardest thing for me was just leaving the guys on the team. You know, they're very close with everyone that's there. And you know that even after you leave, everybody else, they're still going to deploy. They're still going to be in uh, harm's way. And kind of having like a, a feeling of guilt that I'm not there right to now. help them mm-hmm. when I, I should be, you know. So that was probably the biggest hurdle I had to get over was that like mentally yeah like kind of accepting the fact that you couldn't do that anymore yeah how about um in terms of just transitioning over and just getting used to civilian life i know a lot of guys kind of struggle the first couple of months of like getting to like almost normalcy like getting into a routine yeah um i didn't have too many issues with that like i said the last few months that i was in i didn't have to really go in and do very much so i was just really focused on opening the gym planning everything for that so that I was already headed, you know, a good plan. full cells ahead yeah. that way, right? Yeah. So I guess, I guess a lot of people do, like, struggle when they get out because they never have a plan or just kind of think, oh, I'll figure it out as I go. Yeah. But it sounds like you had a plan when you got out. I had a plan when I got out. So that kind of helped us transition out because we had something already planned. Yeah. Uh, so I guess it's something that we want to pass to, like, our listeners that if you're getting out of the military, definitely have a plan and don't try to figure it out as you go because you're not going to succeed if you're just trying to figure it out as you go. Yeah, if you're just trying to get out just because you don't like what's going on, there's other places you can go in the military that you will enjoy better, and you'll still get a paycheck, and you'll still have insurance, and you'll be taken care of. Mm -hmm. Is that what motivated you to go to the Special Forces? I like the amount of freedom that you get. Um, You can say that, you know, Obviously, you see guys with long hair and get to go to Afghanistan and grow beards and all that other stuff. In the team room, everybody goes by first names. Um, but even as you know, an enlisted guy, 
my voice is heard. So if I have an idea about something or if we're planning a mission and something I see, I'm like, ah, this doesn't really make sense. Why are mm-hmm. we doing this? It's actually heard. Mm-hmm. So that was the biggest thing for me is, you know, going from the Marine Corps where your voice doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. You're going to do whatever you're told to do and coming into the army and then going to go in a group, you can actually make a difference even within your team mm-hmm. and being a member of a highly functioning team with like-minded yeah. guys man i was the only guy on our team that didn't have a degree mm-hmm. so i was behind the curve <laughs> but uh did you feel that you were, were surrounded by guys that kind of helped motivate you to be better oh yeah definitely i mean everybody we had on our team was a stud mm-hmm. yeah that's one thing that i've definitely noticed these days is that um the kind of people that you surround that you surround yourself with or type of people or type of person that you become too. So like, especially like in Ranger Regiment and, and SF, like you're surrounded by guys who are bigger, faster, stronger, smarter than you. And that just pushes you more to be better than yourself and better than any other, any other version you could be. If you're in, I don't know, like a big army or like in an organization that kind of favors mediocrity. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So you want to get, you want to push yourself to be better because you're surrounded by better people. Yep. I think that's a great takeaway from for all our listeners. Like if you're, you know, if you're the, what they say, like if you're the biggest fish in the pond, you need to find a bigger pond. Yep. And that's another way we can do it. Go to SF. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we talked a little about uh, how you got into CrossFit, you know, back in 2009, getting ready for SF and then um, starting coaching and programming right now with your gym. Um, what kind of CrossFit or what kind of program methodologies do you use and kind of use with your clients? Uh, for our classes, um, we, we still do, we do Olympic lifting cause the people here like Olympic lifting. Uh, we do strength training and we do energy system training as well. Um, we also do a lot of unilateral work just to help fix deficiencies mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, you can get both legs to the same strength level. Obviously their squat's going to go up, right? Um, Everything has a plan. There's a, a focus for every cycle that we go through. Um, it's it's not like what most people think of as CrossFit, where you just come in and you're like, uh, let's just throw a dart. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're doing Fran today. Yeah, so it's Sounds actually great. Like a program versus just random workouts. Yeah. Um, and then as far as uh, pro, as programming or coaching, I know you said mentioned you have some per- personal coaching clients, but you also have some military guys that you help out too. Yeah, so for my, I do a lot of individualized program design. Um, basically, I coach 25 individuals right now, and they all have different needs and goals, and they're in different environments, and they have different time frames that they can work out. Some people work out three days a week. Some people work out five days a week. Um, just depends on what they need. Uh, I have guys who have gotten ready for BUDS, Ranger School, Selection, um, I have a, actually have a guy that is going to be on the Olympic bobsled team that, uh, he's in the army. So that's pretty big. Um, and then I have regular everyday people that just want to stay healthy and, you know, lose weight, that type of stuff. Okay. With the, uh, the guys that you're programming for, uh, to get to the like selections, 
do you do any uh, mindset coaching or, or any other of that kind of coaching or is it mostly just the preparation, physical preparation? Uh, definitely. And that part of it comes from the workouts. You know, I'll see how they're progressing and then I'll give them something that's going to push them past where they think they are mm -hmm. and show them that they can do more than what they think that they can. Okay. And then talk to them about that afterwards. You know, I want to see them put in the work and see what they're going to do first before I even engage with them on it. Um, just so I can have whatever topic I need to talk to them about ready whenever mm -hmm. I see them finish. Okay. So what's a good example of some of the workouts you give to these guys to kind of get them mentally prepared? Uh, obviously it depends on the skill level. Uh, one of the workouts that I used was a, it was three different movements and it went, every 90 seconds. Right. And, uh, I did this, I tested out on myself first, just to, just to see, and I didn't write any times on the board. So, you know, look at the clock, zero, go one thirty, go three, go. And it go until you can't complete it in the time frame. And I got about 40 some odd minutes into it. And I got to the point to where I couldn't remember where I was at. And I was literally going back to, I was like, all right, uh, I was at 2130, that's an extreme case, uh, but some sometimes that's what you need. Something like just a, push yourself, just keep going. Like you don't, don't even know what the fuck is going on. You just keep going. Mm -hmm. Do you ever get to that point where you wanna? Do you ever wanna quit? No, just get to where I'm just not moving quickly anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like trying to tell myself to go, but I can't pick myself up off the floor. Mm -hmm. Do you think that you uh, always had the ability to to kind of turn off that voice in your head to go like that? Because a lot of people like me, sometimes I just like get that voice in my head. I'm just like, fuck this. I'm done. Yeah. Um, I think it's just come from, you know, I was raised, like I said, in the South. I was raised by my grandparents. You know, everything I was taught was like you work hard and you don't complain. And that's something that's kind of stuck with me. Like no matter what I have to do, that's what I have to do period. There's nothing else that matters. I have to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to do it until it's finished. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like, uh, well, like a lot of our people that follow us always ask us like, how do we get better? Like mentally, the mental game and how do we improve our mental game? But I think a lot of it just comes up from like how we're raised, you know, like yeah. being told to like never give up and to keep trying. Yeah. Um, but then I think sometimes we can always improve that too with the workouts and like doing shitty workouts just yeah. to, to not quit and prove to yourself that you, you have the ability to keep going. Yeah, for sure. And some of that is, uh, you know, that all just comes from your mentality The all those, those little voices are going to creep in your head, but it's your job to just squash them immediately. Mm -hmm. If you let it just keep playing and playing and playing, that's all you hear, but your body can go a lot far further than what you actually think it can do. So anytime that you hear that voice in your head, you just got to squash it immediately whatever you got to tell yourself, just keep going. Do you have like a certain thing that you do to help squash these voices or do you just ignore them? 
for me, there's something that I actually learned from uh, Invictus. I went mm-hmm. to one of their athlete camps, and uh, they had some workouts that we, we were doing, and they were pretty tough. And they said, they're like, no matter what, if you make the time, you go. So if you finish with one second left on the clock, and when that minute clicks over, you go, no matter what. So I just try to apply that to everything. Like if I have burpees to do, just like after I jump, just get on the ground. Right? Once I'm on the ground, just push yourself up and then jump again and then just get back on the ground. It's like breaking try, it up a little bit. Yeah, try not to think about what number I'm on. Just like I need to do this rep. I need to do this rep. And I've had I've I've had a few times where I, I've didn't want to train that day, but you know you have to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I do not want to do this. And I'm like, all right, you can you can quit after this round, and then I'll do that round. I was like, all right, you can quit after this round, and then do that round. You can quit after this round, and just keep going until it's done. Just keep building it essentially. Yeah. With the uh, the mindset piece, anything that you have like kind of taken to heart that you've kind of made into kind of your kind of persona in terms of mindset. Like I like to tell myself, like I like to tell myself, I'm that person that does hard things and chooses to do hard things because that's who I am. Do you have any like mental tricks or any um, anything that that you tell yourself to help push you to motivate you to do better? I think it's kind of uh, what I was talking about earlier and kind of kind of similar to what you're just saying. Um, I do stuff because it has to be done. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no way around it. It has it has to be done. If I want to ensure that myself and the others around me come out alive, whether that's my family or that's my teammates or whoever, like you have to train and you have to train hard and it has to be done even if you don't want to do it. So, and that's that translates into everything. Everything. Like you don't want to do the dishes. The dishes have to be done. Like even that little simple stuff like that, like make yourself do the things that you don't want to do because it needs to be done. Mm-hmm. You can't just run away from everything. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great, I love that. Um, yeah, I love that. It has to be done. That like, leaves you, that leaves like leaves you no, uh, like no mental excuse to not get it done because it's either you do it or you don't do it, but you have to do it. So you're going to do it. Yeah. That's awesome. I like that. I like that. I think I might start incorporating that in my <laughs> in my persona. So, how about any uh, future plans for you? Like anything you have going on in the future in terms of the gym or your personal life or development or military? Any other military goals or anything like that? Um, right now with the gym, I'm just trying to get to the point where uh, the coaches that I have they're able to coach as a full time career. Like they can be a coach and make a good living, right? I want to take care of them so they can take care of our members. Um, and then try to travel and experience the world. Um, luckily, you know, being an SF dude, you get to kind of go to different places, not just war zones. And uh, that's really kind of helped open my eyes to, you know, how the rest of the world works and just seeing you know, how people live day to day in other countries um, has kind of really changed my perception on things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine like growing up in Alabama and then coming to first group and then going to Asia for the first time. Yeah, I mean, 
like I said earlier, when we were uh, at lunch, I think I was about 14, 15 year, years old. It was the first time I saw uh, an Asian person in real life, like with my eyes <laughs> in the flesh and blood. <laughs> <laughs> so I was way down south. Yeah, and then uh, I wonder if, uh, do you think that you'd recommend that to guys as they are as they're growing up to travel? Oh yeah, definitely. Go anywhere you can, get, get outside of the States. Um, my first deployment really opened my eyes as to how good we have it in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, people living in tents literally in the middle of the desert because uh, two people that loved each other were from two different groups of people and they kicked them out of their villages mm-hmm. and they literally lived in tents in the middle of the desert away from everyone else. Yeah. And people complain that the barista at Starbucks got their order wrong. Spelled their name wrong. Yes. <laughs> and that is maddening to yeah. me. Like gives you perspective on, on life and how good we have it. I think a lot of people don't realize that because they never, you know, never left their hometown, let alone the state or even, even the country. Yeah. And then, um, you think the SF has been a great, like a uh, tool for helping you develop, like, develop your persona, develop your personality. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think it just brings stuff out in you that you didn't know that was there. Mm -hmm. Um, you get put in situations that, you know, some guys are in their mid twenties, some guys, early twenties, thirties, forties, but you get put in situations and you're like, Oh, um, well, I guess I need to figure this out or it's not going to (laughs) happen. If you go back, would you change anything about your career, your military wise? No, um, I think starting out in the Marine Corps and being there where we literally, we had uniform inspections twice a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got in trouble for some reason and we had to march to work, march to the chow hall, march back to work, march back to the barracks to get off work every day. Um, and then going into the army, it gave me a, a greater appreciation mm-hmm. For the freedom that you have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like everything is relative, right? Yeah. How about, uh, just so we talked a little bit about, kind of a little bit about your military history, transitioning, business, coaching. Um, how about some like random kind of questions? Um, do you have a favorite book? Anything that you recommend? Um, I don't know that I necessarily have a favorite book. I'll read a lot of nonfiction stuff, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of military history stuff. Right now I'm reading a, a, a book on SOG, uh, the Mac V SOG guys. Those guys are crazy. Yeah. I can't believe some of the stories that uh, guys have lived to tell yeah. from there. Um, and then also books to try to improve myself. There's a book that I'm reading right now called uh, Visual Intelligence, basically just uh, – they use art to make you kind of pay attention to what's going on and look at the little smaller things mm-hmm. that you might not notice by uh, just glancing. I at see what you're saying. Right? I actually took a class in med school that was we went to the art museum and we would look at artwork to try and figure out, look at the small things to try and see the small things. The, the woman that wrote this book is probably the person that uh, designed that class. Yeah, actually. that's yeah. crazy. That's almost, that's actually funny yeah um, so that's those are the type of books that i normally read uh there's one non-fiction book or there's one fiction book that i read that i really enjoyed mm-hmm. it's called the child thief 
it's like a dark Peter Pan. Okay. So if you want something that's a little bit different, I would highly recommend checking that out. Okay. Okay. Cool. So it sounds like you read a lot. I try to, I try to get through at least a book a month. Yeah. I think that's something that I think we could all do better, especially if you're trying to get yourself better is to, to read not only what you like reading, but reading things that challenge you, make you think. Yeah. I mean, and you don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to like learn more about the random stuff. Like I'm trying to get it into like Eastern philosophy and meditation. Yeah. That's my latest kick is like learning more about how to meditate and like become Buddha almost yeah. chasing Buddha. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have a, uh, a Marcus Aurelius book that's mm-hmm. sitting on the coffee table that's yeah. going to be next. Okay. The meditations. Yeah. Absolutely. Love meditations. Yeah. It's like my, uh, my Sunday routine is I like sit out and a cup of coffee and like, tr- and read meditations and then yeah. kind of brainstorm and write for that write about it and journal about it. How about um, any passions outside of fitness and what you do in the gym? Um, I try to spend a decent amount of time outdoors, whether it's uh, hiking, mountain biking. I do a lot of shooting. Uh, I work with another company teaching shooting as well. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just trying to spend as much time as I can with my wife. She's in the military as well. Uh, we don't get to see each other very often. So whenever she's around, you know, that's what, uh, I try to do is just spend as much time as I can with her. That's one of the things that coming up during a wartime, especially in the Marine Corps, you know, I was deployed for seven months, came home for six months and deployed for seven months again. You know, if you're in the States and you're not doing anything, you go home, you see your family, you spend time with your family because mm-hmm. you don't know when you're going to get to see them again. And that's something that's stuck with me my entire career. And I'm sure it will stick with me my entire life mm-hmm. is spend as much time as I can with my wife while I have it. Mm-hmm. It's like quality time, like actually like putting your phone down and spending time with yeah. her. Yep. Yeah. I think a lot of us like get trapped or thinking about, you know, as long as we're with their partner, it's like we're with them and you know, but we're ever on our phone or watching TV or doing something else and not really spending time with them almost. Yeah. Do you feel like that you've gotten better with, uh, with that at least, or do you feel like you kind of do that with nowadays by being more present with her? Uh, definitely. And, uh, you know, she's someone that I can talk to about Mm -hmm. anything. I can be my normal self and say random things and, you know, she doesn't care. Uh, she'll, she'll engage and make fun of me if she needs to, Mm -hmm. but, uh, she's always supported me, you know, getting out. She, uh, you know, at first she was like, Hey, you know, I was doing a lot of doing a lot of CrossFit, doing a lot of competitions and stuff like that. And she was like, why don't you just take, you know, six months or whatever to yourself and just, you know, train and kind of figure out, you know, which direction you want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, nah, I can't sit around and just do that. Like I got to do something. And that's when I decided to you know, open a gym and she's supported me fully, um, from day one. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's great that you found someone that fully supports you and really supportive of you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people kind of chase that person trying to find someone, you know, that will support them and is behind them, whatever they do. Yeah. I got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> we met at the gym, so maybe that helped. <laughs> yeah. Similar mentalities we get from the get go. Yep. Okay. Um, how about any bucket list things you want to do in the future? You know, I don't know. I, I've told several people this, that, uh, 
with all the deployments and stuff that I had going on, I never expected to live to be 30 years old. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't really have a plan past that. And now that I'm 33, you know, I have to really kind of, think i guess that i'm probably might be alive for a while <laughs> probably not 50 years <laughs> i think so, long term now yeah so i mean like i said i didn't think past that just because i didn't think i would make it and uh so i don't know i just want to try to enjoy myself experience the world and try to do as much of that as i can with mm-hmm. my wife how about any kids think about kids possibly We'll see. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about it several times, um, but being around other people's kids, I don't know if I want that. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's not for everybody, you know? Yeah. It's not for everybody. Um, how about uh, anything you're really proud of in your life? Like, what, you, what do you think is considered to be some of your greatest life accomplishments that you're the most proud of? I think initially for me, um, becoming a Marine, like graduating, uh, boot camp and obviously going to the fleet and stuff, but the graduation I think was probably one of the bigger things because, mm-hmm. like I said, I wasn't the greatest teenager. I was getting in a lot of trouble, and it just showed me that like I could turn myself around. Yeah, and like I, a turning point. I, yeah, I can be in control of my future, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that that was big for me. Um, I think past that, obviously becoming a Green Beret was huge um it was a lot of work a lot of a lot of hours many 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 long days and nights going into that mm. uh, and like i said both of those have kind of helped build who i am obviously off of my upbringing but this just helped add more to my character okay um do you think that being a green beret was kind of your life's goals um, we talk i talk a lot about of like self-actualization and chasing your dreams because when we chase our dreams and kind of realize our goals, that's when we're the most happiest and most fulfilled. Do you think that's kind of been your life goal so far? Do you, and then do you think that owning the gym now is helping you achieve that goal too? Uh, I don't know necessarily that it was that for me, it's the, the chase mm-hmm. that I enjoy the most. Um, I love, getting into a situation where I don't really know anything and then trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I just hope to continue to do. You know, like I didn't know anything about business whenever I opened up the gym. So I had to study and learn everything I could about it. And then, you know, whatever's next, I'll do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Almost like lifelong learning, right? Yeah. Yeah. And trying to get better at whatever you are doing at the time. Yeah. I don't, th- for me, I don't think there is a, there's no end goal. Mm-hmm. It's just trying to get better all the time. Yeah. So I like that. I think, uh, we get like, uh, kind of f- focused in on making money or trying to like plan for the future, but we kind of miss the journey on the way. Yeah. I mean, having money is nice. It's nice. But, yeah. Not but denying it, that. <laughs> yeah. But if I'm not happy, it doesn't really matter. Right. Right. And you think that, uh, like chasing, greatness or chasing excellence is kind of like your what makes you happy yeah okay definitely okay and it's getting better every day yeah whatever it is you're trying to get no matter no matter what it is Mm -hmm. i think i I think that's a a common goal i think or a common theme that i find out a lot of my my friends like we're always trying to get better whatever we're doing don't settle for you know settle for average settle for mediocrity we always try to do better 
to be better and to do better things with those around us for those around us. Yeah. Um, how about any, um, any diet or nutrition things that you like or follow or recommend? Uh, for me, um, and I think most people, the whole flexible dieting thing is kind of like where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, macros, people, if you want to lose weight, there has to be a calorie deficit. Mm-hmm. And if you want to gain weight, there needs to be a calorie surplus. Right. Um, you should eat good food, like healthy food. Mm-hmm. Your calories shouldn't come from McDonald's every day. Um, but also, you know, don't deny yourself you know, whatever treats or anything like that or good experiences or anything like, you know, if you're on vacation for a week and you're in a place that has amazing food, enjoy it. You'll come back from it. You'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, that's my kind of take on nutrition. Okay. No, like specific thing that you follow. No, I mean, I've done pretty much everything just to try it out and see, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that from intermittent fasting, uh, I never really tried keto. Yeah. Um, I did the raw food for a little while. Um, like raw vegan food or just? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, that was an experience. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, let's see. The initial, you know, what CrossFit preaches, the um, zone, paleo. zone diet. Yeah. I've done paleo. And yeah. I mean, mo- mainly I just eat. You know, meats and veggies mm-hmm. and some type of starch and that's what I enjoy the most yeah uh, I've never been a big sweets guy so that's not really an issue for mm-hmm. me but if somebody says something's amazing and I should try it I'll try it okay yeah it's like if you go to Din Tai Fung you have to get oh, the, the uh which is the chocolate yeah. oh uh, the chocolate yeah you get you have to finish with the chocolate dumplings I've never heard about the chocolate dumplings. Oh, I only know the soup dumplings that's yeah. all I know no you have to get the chocolate dumplings okay <laughs> I gotta go Din Tai Fung still. I actually, I don't know how I still haven't gone Din Tai Fung. It's in Seattle, right? Uh, there's one uh, there's by one the airport. In, yeah, in Seattle? Yeah. Well, there's one in Seattle and there's one by the airport. Okay. I gotta still do that. Yeah. I don't know how, how I haven't done that yet. Oh, man, I love that place. It's messed up. <laughs> All right. So, I guess we'll kind of wrap things up. Guys, yeah, talked a lot about a lot. Do you have any, like, closing comments or any piece of advice you want to pass along to some of our listeners, given that a lot of the listeners are, like, 18, 19 years old guys that are looking to join the military or guys that are already in the military kind of looking for the next step. Any, uh, any advice you give to an 18 year old Marcus or 19 year old Marcus? Uh, just the same thing I said earlier. Um, no one cares about your career as much as you do. So whatever you want to do, if that's what you want to do, then do it. Mm-hmm. Don't do something because someone else wants you to. Um, especially if you're in the military, I see it a lot with, uh, especially with officers, you know, they'll stay and work till eight, nine o'clock at night doing stuff and not seeing our family whenever you can't win the army. Mm-hmm. The work is always going to be there. Right. So, you know, spend time with your family and then whatever you want to do, do that. Mm-hmm. Don't so like maximize your time when whatever you're doing or doing, yeah. do what you're doing at the time very well and then yeah. focus on something else. And something else that I've, uh, kept in my always kept in my head especially when I went to selection going through the Q course and all that good stuff is someone has done this before you mm-hmm. and someone will do it after you right so whatever you're doing it's not impossible mm-hmm. you can do it yeah 
I remember I used to tell myself at Ranger School, like, when I thought about, you know, about quitting, or I was like, this shit sucks. It's just like, am I really the weakest one? <laughs> or I'm sucking real bad. I'm I always tell myself, someone's got to be sucking worse than I am and just keep moving forward, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's no one. You're, not, you're never going to be the worst guy. Oh, if you are the worst guy, then, then I mean, you probably shouldn't be there. But yeah. <laughs> there's and always someone sucking worse than you are. Take your uh, physical fitness uh, serious, especially if you're in the military or law enforcement or whatever. Um, you know, every four years, if you're in a regular army unit, you know, you're changing your duty station or whatever. So when you show up, yeah, sure, you have two or three deployments. You're an E5, E6 or whatever, but nobody knows you. Nobody knows anything about you you're starting a clean slate mm-hmm. so the only thing you can do is you can bring your fitness mm-hmm. nobody can ever take that away from you they can't take how fast you are in a five mile or how many pull-ups you can do or how much you can squat they can't take that away from you mm-hmm. so that will always show okay that so you care just be in shape yes be in shape don't be a fat piece of shit <laughs> all right we'll wrap this up guys thanks for listening marcus where can people find you uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Invenium Athletics, I-N-V-E-N-I-A-M, Athletics. Uh, same thing for Facebook. And okay. then we are located in Lakewood, Washington, just outside of Fort Lewis. Okay. And then uh, you guys mentioned you guys take personal training clients. So if any of you guys are in the area that are local and you want to hit up a good gym with a very knowledgeable coach who can kind of help you and guide you along the process, <laughs> Definitely hit up Marcus and hit up uh, Anevium Athletics. Until next time, guys. Catch you guys later. Later. All right, guys. Well, that kind of wraps up our podcast. Um, I hope you guys took some lessons away from Marcus. Uh, he's a great resource. And, and you can tell just listening to him talk. He knows what he's talking about. It's a really cool guy, a really interesting guy to be around and kind of listen to and talk with. Uh, I learned a lot talking with him, and I really hope that you guys picked up something, some bits and pieces, too, uh, to help along with your journey. Um, As always, I am truly and honestly thankful for all of you, all our listeners and all you followers. Really excited to share the information that I picked up along the way and kind of help teach you guys and help you guys out with your fitness journeys. As always, you guys can uh, find us on um, online at kronosfit.org. Hit us up on email, hq at kernelsfit.org, or on Instagram at kernelsfit. Um, looking forward to our next podcast. I think I'll be talking a little bit about nutrition and giving some more information about some of the science behind nutrition. Until next time, guys, we'll catch you guys later. With your toxic world.